Hey guys, it's me, Tyler MV. And me, Sterling G. And welcome to the Game Savvy Podcast. Yee. Woo! So today on the channel, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Spider-Man, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Golf Zero, which is a new mobile game that I've been really enjoying. Uh, we're going to get into the lighter side of gaming. We're going to talk about uh, Sony at Tokyo Game Show and much more. So stick around. <laughs> right after that, they're like, nah, nah, fuck this, I'm leaving. Where did you get that? I bought it for you. It's really? It's pretty catchy, right? Yeah, it is. Is it like trademark cards now? Or like... No, I think oh. it's just like a real or Getting all the costs out now because I am sick. So I apologize to everybody if my voice cracks. Um, you guys can laugh at me sounding like a 13 year old boy. That is completely fine. I'm also dressed up nice and fancy because I just came from work for this podcast. So I'm not relating to you guys on a fashion level. But that's fine because Spider-Man came out and that's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Have you, you didn't play it, eh? You no, played it at all? Wasn't interested. Resident reviewer Steven. What's his last name? Steven Jones? Yeah. Steven Jones is going to be writing a review and that's going to be up on the Game Savvy uh, website probably before this video goes up and uh, I know he's enjoying it. He has mentioned that it it would be up in uh, his game of the year talks or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I actually I came across a review and this is a review um, from Giant Bomb and there might be some spoilers in here for you guys. Um, so it says that Spider-Man combines elements from plenty of other games to deliver a game with expansive combat, exciting traversal and solid authentic story, which sounds fantastic. I like that exciting traversal part because I think a big part of like why Spider-Man games are so good is because you get to explore Manhattan and New York or whatever and swinging from building to building, which always like feels like so good. I guarantee this review will say it makes you feel like Spider-Man <laughs> because every <laughs> review says that. <laughs> we'll find out. Superhero movies have become synonymous with high... Oh, by the way, this article is by... Uh, or this review is by Ben Pack from Giant Bomb. So thank you, Ben. Uh, superhero movies have become synonymous with high budgets and extreme polish, and with Marvel's Spider-Man, Insomniac Games has attempted to push superhero games in the same direction. The game pits Spider-Man against a rogue, a rogues gallery of enemies, all trying to assume power in the vacuum left behind, but left by the capture of the Kingpin. So I guess you capture the Kingpin, and now everybody's saying like, there is a big void that we get to fill. So all yeah. the uh, villains are, which is, that sounds pretty cool. This is something I want to talk about. The story is conventional in some ways and surprising in others. But for the most part, it handles a Spider-Man canon with a high level of care and attention to detail. How important is canon to you in things like, uh, not just comic books, but in stories? And What does that mean? Like, a t So canon would be like Uncle Ben passes away, that pushes him into becoming the hero that so he is. So it stays true to like source material? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like for example, in uh, the new Star War or Star Trek movies, sorry. Um, the first movie, there's this weird, like, time thing that happens, so it kind of, like, erases all the canon that was before, so J.J. Abrams didn't feel, like, handcuffed to all the past stories mm. and wanted to write his own stuff. So, I don't know, are you big on, uh, things following? It, it depends, because, like, if it's something, like, they erase, like, the whole Uncle Ben dying and, like, the whole reason he's Spider-Man, then I have an issue. If it's yeah. just little stuff or, like... I don't know, like different villains or something, then that's fine. I mean, it's still Spider-Man in, in my opinion. Yeah. I find it's a nice balance or there has to be a nice balance. Like I understand uh, creators not wanting to be handcuffed yeah. by past stories. 
And if they want something that motivates Spider-Man to do something that might be a little out of character, they might have to change something in his past. But for the most part, you know, like, as long as you're not changing why we love the character, you know, like, Uncle Ben passing away is is kind of like this pivotal moment where he becomes this, like, likable hero that risks his life for, you know, with great power comes great, great responsibility. And without that moment, he wouldn't be the hero that he is. So... I, and I guess, yeah, they stayed true to canon, so that's absolutely amazing, and I'm really happy for that. And I think that a lot of comic book fans out there are pretty happy about it. Um, it goes on to say, the first thing you'll notice about Spider-Man is how fun the traversal is, as we just mentioned. Very important. The game really nails the basic swinging mechanics and offers a slew of upgrades to make it even more enjoyable. The same can be said for combat, which plays like a modern take on the classic Arkham-style brawler. Did you I, play? I definitely felt like that when I did... I. I have played the game, yeah. and while I was playing it, I literally said to my roommate, I was like, this feels like Arkham Knight. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It feels better, so it's, it it's a better. good thing. Wow. It, it feels like a combat system that that like takes from, from the whole Arkham, mm -hmm. but makes it to fit Spider-Man. Yeah. So I love the Arkham combat. I know there's a lot of people out there who feel that like you press a single button and you beat everybody up. But I think that the like central experience is like, does the player feel like Batman? And when you watch a lot of Batman stuff, he goes through enemies like they're paper people. Yeah. And so a game that makes me feel that way where I'm just like pulling all these moves. And you get hit once in a while, which is fine. And I died like so many times in the game. Yeah. Uh, but it just makes you feel like a badass. And so if Spider-Man can capture that and make it even better, then hell yeah, let's go. Um, through upgrades to Spidey suit, gadgets, and skill tree, the combat blossoms from adequate to enthralling over the course of the game. So that's pretty exciting. Some ill-conceived stealth sequences hold the game back a bit, but overall, Marvel Spider-Man raises the bar for what a licensed open-world game can be in the same way that Marvel Cinematic Universe has reshaped superhero movies. Um, what do you think of stealth sequences in games that aren't exactly stealth games? Mm. I just played through Wolfenstein, and there's a lot of areas where I think they want you to stealth, but they don't give you the tools to stealth properly, and it just was so frustrating. I feel like in Spider-Man, like they would... Right, like, I feel like a lot of games have stealth stealth yeah. missions, but there's even a couple like uh, missions in Breath of the Wild too, where it's an exploration oh, game, yeah. and there's a couple of and it's like this game wasn't built for stealth. That's or, true. It just kind of ruins the experience. Then yeah, I feel like games should stay away from that. Yeah, in a sense it, you can do it well. Like there are games I'm sure that like do it well. I'm trying to think of like a game where stealth games that aren't stealth games yeah but has okay. like okay. maybe a stealth part that's like really good and you know um i remember thief i guess that's kind of a stealth game yeah nah, never mind <laughs> <laughs> so the big news coming out of uh spider-man is one it got really good reviews on ign got an 8.7 metacritic it got an 87 percent um so it's being very well reviewed and oh. it is the fastest yeah. selling game in no fastest selling game of the year in the uk it, it's also a selling God of War. So the interesting thing was that I think even better than it being the fastest selling game is that the w game that held the record before that was Far Cry 5. And Far Cry oh. 5 came out on Xbox, on PlayStation, on PC, like it came out on everything. That's true. So the fact that Spider-Man, which is just a PS4 exclusive, is outselling even that game is, I think, pretty fantastic. Why do you think that is? I think it's because it, it's more of a broader audience. And more casual players would, would understand. Yeah, because I think, yeah, more casual players 
I think, remember playing Spider-Man games, right? Like, I remember playing Spider-Man games, and it felt awesome. Graphics weren't even that good, but just <laughs> being able to swing building to building. Yeah. Like, if you just had a game that was swinging building to building, people would play that. Yeah. Just because it feels really good to do that, and it's, like, part of the essential experience. Um, and, yeah, I think, again, casual players recognize the brand name of Spider-Man. You just had the Spider-Man movie that came out. Um, and there was a lot of hype behind it as well. Yeah. Spider-Man is one of the most famous Marvel movie characters in the history of Marvel. I'm pretty sure he's he's like... I love how I just said Marvel movie characters, Marvel comic books. <laughs> I think Spider-Man is the most popular Marvel comic book character, isn't he? Besides... Um, it's hard to say because it's changed over the years. Obviously, yeah. like when the Iron Man movie came out and the Avengers and the Captain America, Thor, Hulk, like they became very popular. That's true. Uh, but before that, I, I honestly don't know who the main hero was for Marvel. Yeah. I think it was Spider-Man, but because they I'd had such a I'd say Captain breath, America or Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, DC's very easy. You have Superman, Batman, that you have like the seven main heroes yeah. or whatever. Uh, but with Marvel, it's kind of like all over the place, which I actually prefer a lot of the times because then you don't feel like... I When I read DC comics, I feel... Um, like I have to be reading a Superman or a Batman or something, right? And there's way more interesting characters. In fact, Superman's not even that interesting of a character. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> like, that's what a lot of people say. They're like, Spider or Superman isn't even that interesting of a character, yet all of his comics sell super well. Yeah, and I think that's because... Uh, I think Superman worked in the time that he came out in because there was war going on, mm -hmm. and so people didn't feel safe. And so to have this invincible guy go up there and like you know be the hope... And Have you watched uh, My Hero Academia? Be like All Might, where you didn't like it, eh? So fucking mad. But be, <laughs> but be that guy who's like smiling and he's like, as long as you're good, it'll be good, you know? Like, so I think it worked in that time. Now it doesn't work so much because we're not afraid. And so a character like Batman, we're honestly, we're yeah. mostly frustrated and angry. Yeah. So we relate to Batman a lot more than that. So, um, yeah, but I think uh, just to answer your question, I think, yeah, it definitely appeals to, you know, a lot more characters and stuff and i think that's why it sold so well interested interested to see what it did in like the u.s and uh, in canada so uh is there any other characters you'd like to see get the marvel game treatment what happened to square enix and their it, marvel project it's definitely still happening i think it'll come out around the next avengers movie you think so? it's got to like yeah. if, if they don't it's missing such a huge like what i what i want more than anything is to have a game where i get to create my own hero a la like Skyrim or something. Mm -hmm. And I get to like choose my own powers along the way and stuff and basically build my own comic book hero. And then I get to team up with Guardians of the Galaxy. Almost like a Kingdom Hearts, but for like superheroes. I think that would be awesome. Do you think that's what the Avengers game is going to be? Or do you think it's going to be more in the sense of of it's an RPG with all the other yeah, heroes? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, because they said it's an RPG. So I'm going to guess it's like... Uh, I don't even know what to compare it to, right? Yeah. I'm uh, an RPG. Like The Witcher? Like no, we're talking like... like... I don't know. That's the thing. Like I never put RPG and superheroes together. It's funny. What defines like an RPG? Because like is Spider-Man an RPG? No. It's a role-playing game. You don't define the role as Spider-Man. But The Witcher is an RPG. Yeah. Where you play as Geralt. I think it's because, like, you can play Geralt differently. Maybe. And you can level him up differently. Such That's a whole other discussion. It's such a defines, I know. Because some of them are just, like, action games. Yeah. Others are RPGs, so. But um, did you ever play Insomniac's, um, oh, what's that game called? 
Sunset Overdrive. No. So Sunset Overdrive was the most underrated game. It was uh, so I've good. That often. It was fantastic. It's one of the best games I've ever played. So that's why I was really excited for Spider-Man to come out. I'm just really happy to see it soon really well. So. Alright, took a break to grab some water and some hauls <clears throat> because I was about to cough and had a tickle on my throat. Um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming out this Friday? This Friday? 13th or 16th? What's today? The 9th. It says the 10th, isn't it? Oh, it is? I think so. Yes, it is. I think it's coming out this Friday? <laughs> Anyways, it's coming out this week, um, but the review's are already out, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, you want to know what the review was on uh, IGN? 8.7. Higher. No. Yeah. 9.0. Oh, I was close. I was close. That's pretty good. And honestly, like the Tomb Raider games are very good. They they deserve high praise. Um, I've heard reviews are all over the board for this. Oh, really? Yes. I've heard some people have given it like a 3 out of 10. That's very interesting. 9 out of 10 on IGN. 6 out of 10 on GameSpot. See? That's 77 on Metacritic. Wow. Yeah. That's like really all over the place. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see what the criticisms were on uh, on GameSpot. I'm gonna just fast forward. <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward through this. <laughs> but while her expanded skill set gives you more options to confidently and quietly hunt everyone on the map, it also highlights the cracks and inconsistencies in Tomb Raider's enemy logic and the limitations of the game's relatively unsophisticated core stealth mechanics. Mm. Stealth ruining another game, man. I'm telling you. Well, isn't Tomb Raider? Supposed to be stealthy? Somewhat, somewhat, yeah. What the fuck is that <laughs> Please put this in. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I did not give you permission to play. Man, every time I swear I'm in class, like, and I open up IGN, that happens. It's so embarrassing. This is GameSpot. Screw you, GameSpot. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, reviews are all, all over the board. Um, not sure why, but a 9 out of 10 on IGN. I... I've loved the Tomb Raider games. I think they did an amazing job reinventing who Lara Croft is, making her more interesting of a character as well. Um, more human than the polygon yeah, mess she yeah. used to be. And not like a, just a sexy whatever, you yeah. know? Like she's a badass, which is, and she's always been a badass, but like I think I like the attentions on her actions and not whatever else is going on with her. So I think that's fantastic. I'm very excited to play this game just because it's, it's very action packed. And it's a nice linear story, which is a good change from all these overwhelmingly open world games. Do you like, what do you like better, linear or open world? Uh, it depends. I would say generally open world. Um, but if the linear game has like a sweet story, then linear. I'm more for like story than any sort yeah, of experience. So it just depends on how the game designer kind of like uses it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very excited for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. One thing that I'm hoping they changed... This is my main criticism from both the two Raider games. And I wrote an article on this on uh, Game Savvy. Um, and it was about hand-holding in video games. Mm. So one of the things that ruined the last Tomb Raider game for me was I'd be going to do a tomb, which is like this big puzzle. And it's arguably one of the most fun parts of the games. Um, I only did a couple because of this. But like, I'd be looking around to see, what, like, oh, what should I do? What should I do next? And she's like, oh, I think, I, I think we can light that on fire. I'm like, Lara, what the hell? Like, I'm trying to figure that out for myself. Yeah. All right, whatever. We'll light it on fire. And then I'm like, okay, what next? And she's like, oh, I think we can do this. I'm like, Lara, Jesus, oh. what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to play the game. Like, not you. So I'm really hoping they took that out. 
or at least allow you to toggle that option off yeah. because like you want to play it to figure it out for yourself you don't want anybody like telling you how to how to do it so i don't know laura was just kind of a backseat gamer and uh just kind of ruined the experience for me so how long do you think it takes you to look up a guide though to look, look up a guide for like a tune yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> I always saw that stuff by my... I don't look up guides. Really? Yeah, I always saw this stuff by myself. Wow, okay. You're, you're a bigger man than I. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, you go into a game and just read the guide? Mm, only if I get, like, very stuck. Yeah, like, I... Okay, if I get, like, so stuck that I've, like, spent an hour and gotten, like, no further, yeah. then I'll then I'll pull out the Google, but... There's also, like, a few games where it's, like, I just don't want to waste... Like an hour just wandering around. Like if I'm playing like an old school Final Fantasy and I don't know where to go next, I just look it up. Yeah. Because it's like I don't want to spend an hour going from town to town. Well, the thing about Final Fantasy games too is that they're very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's so many little things you can do and you don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to like your skill tree. I find skill trees are the most uh, intimidating things about RPGs. To be fair, a lot of RPGs nowadays though give you the chance to reset. Yeah, which is great because like in the end you don't know where you're going to end up. And you're like, man, I shouldn't have spent it on that. I should have yeah. spent it on that. And like, how are you supposed to know that? There's yeah. no way to know that unless you Google the guide. So absolutely, I like that they allow you to reset every once in a while, which is good. Um, and yes, I'm excited for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. We're going to be having a review on uh, the Game Savvy uh, website for you guys, as well as uh, a little content coming out for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So keep it locked and stay savvy. Mm-hmm. And also, if you guys are excited for Shadow of the Tomb Raider, comment below, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Tell us what you're looking forward to uh, for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I'm looking forward to the part with Nathan Drake from Uncharted. (laughs) (laughs) You shut up right now. Um, So the next game I want to talk about real quick is a mobile game called Golf Zero. Um, I think it was a free game that I downloaded and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. I'll try it. It happened to be like one of the best games I've ever played. (laughs) It would be a perfect Switch game. So what it is, is you're kind of like a super meat boil, super meat boil, super meat boy esque type platformer mm-hmm. where you, there's like a, so it's kind of like this giant golf course, um, but it's like a Metroidvania type level, um, and you're platforming trying to avoid like saws and spikes, and they immediately kill you. You die a lot when you're playing this game. I just love the ending of this. Just... And so once you get through all that, <laughs> you have to like jump and like as you're falling to your death, like hit a golf ball. <laughs> And then it like flies up into the hole and then you like die and you finish the level. That'll give you a silver medal. Along the level, there's this red balloon that you also have to pop. Okay. And so to get a gold medal, you have to pop the balloon and get it in the hole. Okay. It's honestly like so much fun. So I downloaded it. It's so wacky. It's free. There's over 80 different levels that you can play. 80 levels. And there's speedrun levels as well. So there's like a timer and stuff. Okay. And there's some challenges in it. So you're this like little yellow golfer monster thing, blob or whatever you want to call them. There's and no like, oh, you died. Wait now or like anything. No, like that. nothing okay. like that. No, they do play ads when you finish a level every once in a while. But okay. like the value you get for an ad popping if up. If it's every once in a while. Then yeah. I like it's, it's fine. Like I would finish like three or four levels and an ad would pop up. Yeah, that's Finish fine. two levels and an ad. And like, you know, it was just sporadic. But uh, I thought it was worth it. Also, there were times where I would just put my phone on airplane mode and then ads don't come in. So yeah, yeah. You can also do that. That's an option. But if you want to support the developer, um, watch the ads. And they're not that bad. So, But yeah, I just wanted to uh, give that game a shout out. Uh, I'm going to find out who actually made that game. Who's the developer of Golf Zero? So it's by Colin Lane Games AB. I don't know what the AB stands for. 
but thank you guys. You made a fantastic game. Would you write a review on it? I was thinking about it. Really? The only problem, I don't have time to like write reviews. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, uh, I always think about it and then I just never do it. Uh, but I'd like to. All right, so the next section, the lighter side of gaming. If I was a better video editor, I would have like something pop up and it would say like the lighter side of gaming. This is why we need a better editor because I want rainbows. Or like it would like switch to like, I don't know, a unicorn like flying over or something with like our faces oh photoshopped into the unicorn. But uh, <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I will go first. Okay. So we just talked about open world games. Yes. Um, and we also just talked about um, uh, looking up the guide and stuff. And so this kind of like relates to that. So my dad, not a big gamer, but he loves Zelda games. And when I was very young, he uh, he played Ocarina of Time and he got everything in the game. And he was just wow. missing one Skaltala, just one. And my cousin deleted his file. Oh my God. Before he got that last He Skaltala. deserves to go to jail. <laughs> Dad was a little frustrated. He's, yeah! he's carried that anger over all these years. Oh my goodness. We got Breath of the Wild, and uh, he's gotten every single shrine without any guide in the game. Yeah, so now he's working on all the Korok seeds. Oh my god. He's, this man is like 55 years old. Your dad's his, a boss. His birthday's coming up in a week, and I'm just like, oh my god. Like you're like you're Get him a goddamn medal for I know, his he's a more dedicated gamer than I am. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I, I got 80 shrines beginning, and I'm like, I'm out. That's it for wow. me. Like, How many shrines are there? 120? 120, yeah. Um, we just downloaded the DLC, so there might be like 10 more. Um, and he's like working on those right now, actually. Oh my god. Yeah. So I that's think, pretty exciting. So when my girlfriend plays that game, I think she looks up a guide every time she goes to the shrine. <laughs> I mean, people just like, you know, they like to get through it. They don't like the frustration of like, yeah. you know, just keep progressing, which is can be addicting in itself. So I totally agree with that. But yeah, that's just something I wanted to share with you guys. The lighter side of gaming. That's so cool. Playing Ocarina of Time with my dad is like one of the best gaming memories that I have. So yeah, it's pretty cool to see him like now playing through Breath of the Wild. And just like dominating it. He hasn't even beat Ganon yet. Wow. He's like more powerful than I am. And he's like still just, he's like, he doesn't want it to end. So that's pretty cool. Do you think, do you think your dad's a better game, gamer than you? No. Unfortunately. <laughs> There's some times where like he's stuck on a shrine and he's like, I just, I can't do it. And I come in and I like do one thing and finish it. And he's like, <laughs> how, how did that happen? <laughs> so funny, but yeah. no, yeah, it's pretty impressive to see though. So, so what do you got for us today? Okay. Uh, when I was probably like 10. I would go over to my friend's house. His name is Curtis. And uh, he had a modded Xbox. And now that I'm older, I've heard that people used to call it the sex box, which just makes it so much funnier. But it was like an Xbox, like an OG. I have a lot of jokes I can't say right now <laughs> for sex box, but I'll just keep it PG. For uh, um, so the original Xbox and modded to have like SNES games and 64 games. Whoa, this is a real thing? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Sega Genesis. Um. Apparently, like, people just do it for, like, 20 bucks, and they they just hook you up. But his brother did it for him, because he's really tech-savvy, so uh, one night we're like, yo, let's go camp out in the yard and, like, you know, sleep <laughs> under the stars, and we brought the tent, and we're like, yeah, like, this is fun, but it could be more fun. <laughs> so we got, like, literally, like, uh, five extension cords, hooked them all up to, like, oh, the plug. Really cool. Brought down a TV, brought down the Xbox, like made popcorn chips, and just all night played played the sex box. That's fantastic. <laughs> just beating on the sex box all night. <laughs> <laughs> that is a beautiful memory. 
<laughs> no, but that's really cool. That's what gaming's all about. It was just shared experiences like yeah, that. Yeah, so it was super fantastic. fun. Actually, lighter side of gaming. So I just went to the Blurry Pixel with my two buddies the other night. Um, they were both... I used to be in a metal band. And uh, don't try Googling it because we weren't <laughs> super great. But uh, actually, you know what? The music writing was like fantastic. Uh, Jason was our writer and he was like ahead of his time. Like I'm mad that he didn't get famous. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways. So I uh, went to the Blurry Pixel with Jordan and Joseph, drummer guitarist um and uh we were playing smash bros all night because before band practice you usually play like super smash bros and stuff which one uh we were playing uh the wii one. Oh, okay yeah which is honestly pretty fun because you get to use the gamecube controllers and yeah, there's like yeah. every character in it so it's fantastic and after a match i asked them to be wanted to be my groomsman and want to be my best man Ooh. for the wedding coming up in a year so that's a lighter side of gaming yeah so that's pretty cool so uh yeah just thought i'd share that with you guys <laughs> bah, 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 bah. So that's it for the lighter side of gaming. Uh, we got a couple of things that we want to talk about. Some happenings in the industry. Uh, and we will start with Sony. Because some big news with them at the Tokyo, the pre-Tokyo game show. Yeah. They announced some brand new games for you guys, which is always awesome. Uh, it, what did they announce? It came like late at night, right? Because mm-hmm. it's Tokyo. So you woke up and it was like eight new games. I didn't know that they were... First of all, I didn't know Tokyo game show was happening. It is happening in like ten days from, or nine days from now. Second of all, didn't know PlayStation was doing this. Third of all, I had no idea they were re- releasing any new games. Like, E3 is the, hey, new games are coming out. They didn't release any new games. These games are definitely, some of them more geared towards a Japanese audience. Okay, that's yeah, fair enough. Um, so, first game, Kingdom Hearts VR Experience. Which sounds so cool. I don't yeah, know. so apparently they're, like, taking a bunch of well-known, like, entries from the series like i guess moments and just doing them in vr and like you're gonna be able to like swing the keyblade around it's so wild like so that's cool for a couple of reasons one is i love kingdom hearts it was like one of the it's one of my favorite games um because of its like immersive experience into old disney stories that we grew up with like there's in one like i remember uh going to traverse town was cool but the second level of uh, alice in wonderland wonderland is the level um and just getting to explore wonderland is like the craziest thing yeah and then i think it was in the second game where you get to explore halloween town a nightmare before christmas oh and, i remember which you is telling me about that one That's of my awesome. favorite movies of all time and yeah. i was like this is insane like this is the cool so in vr it, i think it would take it to a whole other level yeah. i think that'd be really really cool that's awesome and i'm kind of hoping that you said they're taking you through moments i'm kind of hoping that they do something that's like when if you play from a to b the story makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they need to come up with an anime or like something that's like, all right, here's the story for yeah. you guys because I'm going to buy Kingdom Hearts 3 and be like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I played one and two and that's it. I didn't play any of the Game Boy games. So as a big fan, you would think like yeah. I'd be in the loop. I'm not in the loop. So <laughs> we'll love something like that. But that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Project Judge and it's from the makers of Yakuza. Have you ever played Yakuza? No. It's what I would call like a Japanese Grand Theft Auto kind of, but way more wacky. Um, Judge Eyes, Project Judge. Yeah. So, uh, Project Judge is a game where you're a detective and you're just solving all these mysteries. You're tailing people, taking photos of them, all that crazy stuff. But like, it's so detailed. Like, so let's say you're tailing someone and you need photos of them. Maybe like they're cheating or doing something criminal like Say you take a photo of them, it's just the back of them, you get like a thousand dollars for that photo. 
If you get like the size of them, it's like fifteen thousand. If you get their face, it's like Pokemon Snap. Yeah. If Wait, you... is is no? Only... That's not like the whole game. Is the only game mechanic like taking pictures? No. No, I was so excited. I would have <laughs> bought that game. No. No. Because we just had an article about Pokemon Snap. Just like, that was in like February. That's man. true. Okay, it was no. a while ago. But I wrote an article on how like there's no games that have ever come. Yeah. After Pokemon Snap, that had like picture taking as a main mechanic. Ah, I was so excited. That'd be like that'd be a sweet indie game where you're just a PI and like situations happen. That's like the level, and yeah. you have to like get the. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Um, I'm gonna make that game. I'm writing it down. I'll I'll let you in on a secret. You know how I'm writing uh, top games I want for N64 yeah. Classic. Yep. One of them is Pokemon Snap. Damn. Yes, <laughs> that'd be so amazing. <laughs> Also, uh, Pokemon Stadium would be fantastic, uh, number two. I'm limiting it to 15 games, just okay, so I yeah. can make it hard on myself. Because there's so many, man. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything in, um, like, the new, like, rare replay. Well, no, that's not true. I'd want Banjo-Kazooie on there or Conker's Bad Fur Day. Really? You'd want both? Yeah. That's two spots out of 15. <laughs> there's a lot of good games. So what else did Sony get for us? Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered for PS4 and Switch. Oh, damn. So and Switch. it's apparently, I've seen people talking about it all online. It's a very beloved spinoff of Final Fantasy. Um, did this game come out, or did this announcement come out after you wrote your Final Fantasy article? Yes. That's so funny because you were like, we need Final Fantasy on Switch. Well, I was talking about the main Final oh, Fantasy Oh, that's games. true, the yeah. main ones, yeah, yeah. I did say, I well, to be fair, they haven't really released any of the side games besides the just announced pocket edition and this yeah but i think this is fantastic i have this game for gamecube never played it <laughs> <laughs> i think i played it i think i enjoyed it but i don't really remember it was kind of a while ago yeah um but really happy that's happening i think square Enix is really gonna start doubling down on the switch because of things uh like octopath traveler that are doing so well yeah uh, the next is Unnamed Studio Istolia Game. Don't know what that means. <laughs> it's from the people that make the Tales of series. What What is the Tales of? Like, You've the... never heard of Tales? I don't think so. Tales of Hesperia, Tales of Bersia, Tales of Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia is getting a remaster on the Switch, which just got announced as well. Uh, I've never seen this in my entire life. Wow. Yeah. Very. That's okay. It's probably exciting to a lot of people out there. <laughs> and since you love golf games, there's Everybody Golf VR. Yo. So that's it's fantastic. A, it's a popular golf series. Except VR. it's VR. Yeah. Like, I don't own anything VR. So. Yeah, neither do I. It's, it's too expensive for me. Yeah. Um, the rest are just kind of... Japanese so games. the <laughs> the very exciting one is definitely the Kingdom Hearts VR experience, I think, um, and that Project Judge game. If it is a Pokemon Snap, man, for, no, yeah. watch the gameplay. You'll be very yeah, impressed. That's good, and I do like that Final Fantasy. There is a Final Fantasy game coming in this way. I might actually buy that. I might actually buy yeah. Chronicles, yeah, because I do like very cartoony RPGs like that. I don't know if, how in depth it is. It doesn't look as in depth as like Final because I find Final Fantasy very intimidating. Long games. Um, there's a lot to figure out. Um, so because this is an old GameCube game, yeah. I think it might be a little more um, shallow, mm-hmm. which I prefer. So I might check that out. So that's cool. That's fantastic. I like that Sony was just like, hey, we got new games. Like yeah. That's always really Very, nice to see, Like so. literally waking up to nine new games. Yeah. 
So next we have the Nintendo Direct prediction. So Nintendo Direct was delayed because of an earthquake yeah. um, in Japan, which is very unfortunate. Um, but I think uh, Nintendo Direct is rumored to be coming out next week. Yeah, the rumor is September 13th, so okay. Thursday. Awesome. Um, and since it got delayed, it gave me time to write predictions in my nice. article. That's funny. Um, what's, well, your, what's your top prediction? And not just, okay, top prediction... And thing you want to happen the most? Thing I want to happen the most. I want like a surprise 2019 game. That'd be really cool. So I want them to like tease like an Animal Crossing. They need to do the same thing they did with Smash Bros. They need to have a Smash Bros type thing mm -hmm. where it's like, um, oh, what's the villager from whatever? Like yeah, him yeah. as a character fighting and stuff. And then he's like tired and decides to like go home. <laughs> like awesome. that would be so sick. Yeah, um, he's just like fighting Pikachu or something. He's just like, ah, okay, and, uh, and then just walks home and it's like Animal, animal Crossing. Yeah, oh, so, so cool. Nintendo's new styles that they said during directs and E3, they're not going to be announcing things past a six month period, which is a good rule to have. I think it I is as well yeah. because then you get into stuff like well crackdown 3 that's been crackdown delayed for 3 years. final fantasy 7 Below remake has been delayed for years yeah. as well last guardian yeah um i think it's a good rule so my thing when i first heard about the direct was stop talking about animal crossing it's not going to be in the direct and i still think there's a very low chance but if they're talking about six months in advance maybe like a bit later on the early 2019 it's possible yeah so far there's no I don't think there's any really... Like, they don't have their heavy hitter for 2019 yet. Yeah, no, not yet. Um, Fire Emblem's more of like a medium title. Uh, Metroid uh, Prime 4, still don't know when. Bayonetta 3, still don't know when. Like, it's... You know... We we really don't know. It, 2019's a wild card. Yeah. It's definitely not happening in 2018. We already have Mario Party Pokemon... And Smash. Man, 2018 is insane. The last two years have been fucking insane. They have for, uh, for gaming. It's. I was thinking about, I was on the bus the other day, just like, not even like on my phone, just like thinking, didn't even have like music in. And I was thinking about how much I love Nintendo. Like I used to be kind of like an Xbox guy. And yeah. even before that, I was more of a PlayStation guy. Um, but now I'm just like, man, Nintendo is like killing it. They've got like, they've been, they're doing now what I always wanted them to do. Just like take your main franchises and make really good games with them. Yeah. And they would always try these weird gimmicky things and I'm like, just make a normal game. And yep. that's what they're doing. And they're going above and beyond making these amazing pieces of art. So like not even games, just art. Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild. Like, first first so two years. Good. Yeah. First two years. Mario, Zelda, Smash Bros, Pokemon, Mario Party. Yes. Like that's insane. Next, next couple of years, we got another Pokemon. Fire Emblem, Metroid, Bayonetta, uh what else uh dragon ball z fighters like <laughs> yoshi like so much yeah it's insane they're freaking killing it right now so that's absolutely fantastic people are like oh it's gonna slow down once like ps5 and xbox happens it's like, but it's such a different demographic like it, it really is yeah absolutely um i'm gonna pull up your uh predictions article and i'm gonna make fun of you for all of them what <laughs> what Let's see, 35 minutes long, and that's Yoshi. They officially changed the title for the previous untitled Yoshi game to Yoshi's Crafted World. One can assume that someone changed the name on the website by accident due to a scheduled change that should have come after the direct, but due to this, we can fairly, we 
we can be fairly sure that Yoshi will be in the direct. So that's kind of cool. I like Yoshi oh, as a character. I, I guess we could talk about a bunch of games got leaked after the direct. Let's talk about Yoshi for a second. Remember, you know, you know, in our big, you know, in our big <laughs> article that was like most iconic like video game characters, put it out on Twitter, and somebody commented like, "Yo, no Yoshi," and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "We missed one." Yeah, but like, we like need to re- we need to revisit that. I think redo that one. Well, like you said, there's already so many. It's tough. Mario characters yeah. on it. We had Peach Bowser, Luigi, and Mario. You know what we should redo it as? Like the best video game characters mm. because iconic it, it handcuffs us because it's always going to be who's older okay but how like just throw it out is this going to be top 10 20 or 30 i think we should take the article that we already did and just like, oh okay. kind of like redo it okay instead of iconic make it the best characters because that's subjective and so it's a little more like i don't think i would put like i would say yoshi's pretty iconic but just because he was part of something that grew into a huge franchise but yoshi himself isn't like no, he's the not best, a good character. You know, like Geralt better, Master Chief better, Nathan Drake better, you know, like and you could put those three characters in the top five and it would be like okay, you know. Yeah, I understand. Versus if it was iconic, like Geralt isn't that iconic, even though he's getting there between the books, the games, and now the T V show. Um but yeah, that's just something I wanted to say on Yoshi. And so I'm sorry for not putting him in the article. <laughs> that I, one you, guy on Twitter. Your article actually. You <laughs> ended up writing it all. <laughs> okay, but we made the list together. That's true, we did make the list. That's would uh would you play the new Yoshi game? Have you seen any of it? Uh did I see? Wasn't it just like Yoshi's like Wooly World or something? Wasn't it? Like it's it's kinda like, like that. It's yeah. more like cardboardy look. Yeah, probably not, to be honest. Yeah. It's just like a platformer, I think. I remember seeing it and be yeah. like, oh, it's, that's nice for Yoshi to get his own game. But uh. It was it was also co-op. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I was interested in the Kirby game too, but then I was like, nah, maybe not. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Are you excited for that game? You know I'm excited for that game. <laughs> I remember during the E3, you were just like panicking. No, now, now I'm definitely like, after looking at it and like hearing a bunch of different opinions, I'm excited. Because like, we watched that presentation was it e3 we watched yeah it here eh? our e3 experience like mine with fire emblem like you saw the worry on my face and then me with um you with the uh, halo infinite i was like yo aren't you excited you're like Mm-mm. yeah that's actually <laughs> so weird it's funny how like the games that we're most excited for and care the most about we're most worried about yeah so you can't even like get excited because like i'm seeing halo infinite i'm like hey, what what is halo infinite they've now confirmed that it is the next halo game yeah so i'm way more excited for it now <laughs> and i that makes me want to go back and rewatch the trailer now and be like okay now that i know what this is they should have led with that don't call it halo infinite you jerks yeah. but anyway. i I don't think there's a huge chance of Fire Emblem being shown at the director. I don't really know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't they though? Um, is, is it's it the spring, spring, spring 2019. Okay, so so it might be still out of their their reach. Because then I'm wondering what they would have to show. Like, is there anything more from Smash Bros that we can get? Oh yeah. Uh, there's that mystery mode that hasn't been talked the, about. Well, I I think we're only gonna get a character reveal for Smash. Like, just one character and that's it. Do you think they're going to talk about, like, story mode or anything like that? No. no. Okay. I think they're going to have another specific direct, maybe, like, start of November or something. Do you think they're going to announce a Skull Kid? Skull Kid would be a sweet character. I, I, I really hope so. That'd be amazing. I think it's between uh, Skull Kid, Gino, and Isaac from Golden Sun. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I think I... Well, I mean, I know I did, but I wrote a whole article on that, too. <laughs> yep. um, so, Metroid Prime 4 and Bayonetta. What do you think? No. Me- definitely not Metroid Prime 4. No. Because Same we just Bay- got a logo. Yeah. Well, then again, we just got a logo for Smash Bros. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, here's Ultimate. 
in November. And I was well, like, Jesus. Well, that's the thing. I was like, yeah, we've only seen a logo. But then I was like, holy shit, that was two years ago. What that we that? got the logo, the Metroid Prime Four logo. That was two years. Two ago. years ago, that was two E threes ago. So it wasn't this past E three. No, it was, it was the last before? one. Hmm. Yeah, right. So it's like it could possibly. Has it been two years? It feels like yeah, months. literally like, happening. My God, time flies. Isn't that wild? Because okay, I was like, no sense. way. We just got the logo. Then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, so I know that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are coming out. Is there anything more that we can get from that game? We Tell just, us. we just got today that we're finally getting a Switch bundle. Cause okay, now, yeah. now you just, ha- you, before you could only buy the Switch and games separately. Now they're poke or packaging Pokemon with it. Okay. And getting special Joy-Cons and a special dock. That's perfect for a lot of kids who are Pokemon Go The holidays, man. It's yeah. going to sell like quick. Like hotcakes. Yeah. Have you ever bought a hotcake? From McDonald's, yeah. Oh, that's a hotcake? Yeah. I was going to say, I've never eaten a hotcake, but if that's a hotcake. It's pancakes. Oh, they're so yeah. good. Yeah, I've definitely had hotcakes then. Um, and then we got, okay, so the big one is obviously Animal Crossing. We kind of touched on that a little bit. The likelihood of them showing Animal Crossing, you would say, is pretty low? Yeah, like 30%. You think so, eh? Yeah. Um, and it, it is because they. I think they became out. Okay, um, we'll talk about that in a second, actually. I just got really excited, and I know <laughs> you won't be excited to talk about it, but uh, we just got the mobile game for Animal Crossing. Do you think that was supposed to... Do you think it was like more of a prototype to see how players... Or do you think that... Like, what was that? First of all, you keep saying we just got things like it happened yesterday. Okay, I know it's, it's been, been like, like a half year. a year. I know it's been like a year. That's fine. Um, I will buy it like in game standards. Like we just got, you know, like when you release something, it's usually two or three or four years before another thing comes out. So like relatively speaking, we just got an Animal Crossing game. It just happened to be for mobile. Yeah. I don't think it was like a prototype because it was so bare bones. And I don't think, you know how some companies like with Crash or Spyro, they're like, let's put a remake first and then see how it sells to see if people are still interested. I think they know Animal Crossing is going to sell well because New Leaf, like the newest game, is their their best selling game. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, I would love to see Animal Crossing just because this is like cute little Stardew Valley-esque type game and Mm -hmm. I'm like ready for that. So, fuck, I love Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is so good. But... Like I mentioned earlier, there were some games announced after the Direct that were definitely supposed to be in it. So, mm-hmm. one was the Mega Man 11 demo was releasing first on Switch. Uh-huh. Um, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD is coming to the Switch. Civilization 6 is coming to the Switch. And so far, it's only a PC exclusive. So, it's only going to be on PC and Switch. Is a new Pikmin game coming out? Uh, I think in 2015, Miyamoto said that it's close to done. 2015. So there's a good chance that Pikmin could be at this. That's the total wild card in here. That's very interesting. I'd love to see a new Pikmin game. I don't know if I would buy it. I just like that it would be announced. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, eh, just certain games get announced and you're like, I feel good about that. I'm not going to buy it, but it makes me feel good. Do you, do you think we're going to see any wild cards in the direct? Do you have any predictions at all? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I would love to see... I don't know what I would love to see. Well, like, that's the thing. I always, like, look up, like, what are people talking about, yada, yada. But Nintendo always does what you don't expect. I never thought we'd get Civilization VI. Yeah. That's insane. Like, How long has it been since they announced that they were working on a new um, Pokemon RPG? For the Nintendo Switch. It's been like two E3s now, right? It's been like no, two years. They talked about it a couple months ago on 
uh, when they revealed Let's Go. Before that, though, when they originally announced we're working on a brand new Pokemon, it's been two years. Yes. It wasn't this D3 because they just talked about Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee yeah. was the year before yeah. that they're working on a standalone. Um, so two years, and he they said it was releasing in 2019. Um, so obviously that wasn't Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Do you think they might talk about a brand new Pokemon game? No, they. I don't. That would be my wild card. I think. I don't think they'll have Let's Go and the other one at the same time. You don't think so? No, I. That could be their big holiday, twenty nineteen game. That's true. They don't want to risk that because people would be like, "Oh, I won't buy it. I'll wait for it." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Um, that's a good point. Or again, uh, like Pokemon tentative title. Like I never thought we'd get the new Doom game or like Diablo three. Like, it's so wild. I'm trying to think of a big game that I want to come to the Switch. I thought we would get more, like, Final Fan- like a collection of older Final Fantasy games. I thought that might be possible during the yeah. Direct. Ooh, that'd be a really cool Direct. Like, uh, just older games. Like, yeah. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, or, like... Yeah, or Super Mario World. I would love that. Because they've been making a push for taking all these, like, ROMs down, and you know? So maybe they're making the push to get older Ooh, games on Ooh, I haven't system. even thought of that. That's yeah. a good idea. Wow. That would be really cool to see. So yeah, that's it for our Nintendo Direct predictions, I think, unless you got any more off the top of your head. No? Again. Whatever your predictions are, comment below. We'd love to hear them and make fun of you for them. <laughs> um, I didn't make fun of you for any of your predictions. They were actually all pretty good. So um, Yeah, and so I think the last thing that I want to touch on, it's a very near and dear topic to my heart, is just the negative stigma surrounding video games. It really grinds my gears. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, Actually, I'm going to pull up the article before I... Because I've been writing the article. I think... Like, the biggest thing is... When you go to ask someone, like... Maybe your parents, like... Yo, I want this game for Christmas. And they're like, what? Like, I'm not buying you a game? Like, yes, my mom does that. Yeah. I'm just like, mom, like... I I have the money to buy everything I need. I don't have the money for games. Just buy me new games. Yeah. Like, it's so easy. Like, it's so easy. Here's a list of five games. Pick one. I'll be really happy with that. She's like, nah, I'm tired of buying you games. Don't you have enough? That's like saying like... Uh, never go to the movies again. You've yeah, seen enough. Yeah, like never read a book again. You've read 10 books. That's it. You're good yeah. for like... It honestly doesn't make sense. And again, I think there is like this just like negative stigma towards video games. And I, there's a couple of reasons why I think... And it kind of makes sense when I was like uh, writing it out. I was like... As I was doing more research, it was like, okay, I can see why there's a negative stigma. And one of the main reasons is the age of video games. Yeah. So when you think about media in general... Um, you think like TV has been around for 70 years. Um, and at that point it was, you know, television rots your brain. Don't watch too much television. Now we celebrate binge watching on weekends. Um, before that it was movies and movies had its own problems. Even my parents are like getting into the whole like binge watching. Yeah. Thing. And at one point I guarantee they said TV will rot your brain. Yeah. So again, just negative stigma around television. Um, the same thing happened with movies. They had their problems. And then as well as the written word. Like, there were people who weren't allowed to read and write. And if yeah. they did, they would. there have been book burnings over the years and stuff. <laughs> and so I think that, like, it's just because video games are in its infancy. Like, I think the first game came out in the 70s, Pong, or I think it might have been Pong. I can't confirm that. Actually, I wrote it down. Uh, in my article, 1972, Pong was introduced to the world by Atari. So, again, it's only, like, what, 50 years old? compared to other yeah. mediums like it's pretty young and so i think that because it's in its infancy people just don't fully understand it um the way that they do other medias that they've been more exposed to and stuff i don't know if you're gonna mention this too and and because back then it was just pong tetris whatever 
parents only think like, oh, it's just a game. Like, whereas nowadays you buy a game because, like, you can play it with your friends because it's a good story experience. Yeah. Because, like, for so many reasons. Like, yeah. because I'm passionate about this. Because this is yeah. what I want to do. I think they view it as, like, you playing with action figures. And, like, yeah. a 30-year-old playing with, like, honestly, if you love action figures, like, never apologize for that. Fuck those people. But, like, <laughs> if you're just, like, oh, by the way, I'm allowing swearing on the podcast now. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I was, like, first of all, I don't feel like editing it out anymore. <laughs> Second of all, like, this is a show for adults, so who fucking cares? So, <laughs> so but, yeah, um, I think a lot of people see it as, like, you playing with, like, action figures and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, first of all, who fucking cares if you play with action figures? <laughs> you don't have to apologize for that. You can be into whatever you want. Yeah. It does look a little juvenile. Fair enough. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's the most immersive experience out there. It's, like, a good video game, especially one with the story. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, somebody who's on the outside looking in um, would look at a video game and think you're, again, playing with action figures. But if you dive into Life is Strange... Like, there's a story there. Yeah. There's, yeah. like, an emotional, like, human story behind what's it, happening in that game. It's also so, um, what do you call it? Like, contradicting when, you know, the popular kids at school are like, ew, like, you play games. But that popular girl who's really pretty with big boobs goes home and watches Grey's Anatomy the whole thing for the seventh <laughs> time. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. Like, Oh, it's absolutely... I found that a lot of like uh, like the popular kids will never talk about what they like. No, I don't. They're like dense boards. Like, no offense if you're a popular kid, and you know, but like <laughs> I find a lot of geeks. You're a geek because you love what you love and you wear it on your sleeve. Literally, like, yeah, all, I like went you, to school wearing like video game T-shirts yeah. every day, and some kids were like, "What the frig is that?" Yeah, and be, so that's what makes us geeks, and that also makes us vulnerable. Yeah, because it's so easy to be like, "That's stupid." And, you know, and whereas, like, you know, a popular kid's wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and, like, there's, it's hard to be, like, Abercrombie's stupid. Like, it's a <laughs> brand. Like, who cares? Um, and it's funny because they will spend their time pointing at everybody else and not investing any time in what they like. And I just think that's really sad, actually. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're, on the inside, very unhappy with who they are. And so they have to put everyone down around them. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's one of the things I think gaming, especially gamers love what they love they wear it on their sleeve it makes them vulnerable people take advantage of that um but in the end obviously it gets better you grow up and uh, video games become a little more accepted i think and you find your community too you find your voice like we're on this podcast and we're talking about it like this is a lot of fun to do and yeah stuff. literally those if if you're watching this and like you felt like that in high school like people would bully you make fun of you or if that's still happening at like your job or something and if you're people like like me and tyler and we're trying to get into this industry. We love it to death. We're doing the job that we dreamed of as yeah, a kid. Absolutely. Where these people making fun of you, they're going to hate their jobs. They're going to get married. Yeah. Get divorced by 40. <laughs> Screw them. They, they peaked in high school. Let's yeah. Let's that way. And just never fucking apologize for what you're into. I don't care if you're into dogs or if you're into football or if you're into video games or dungeons and dragons never fucking apologize to anybody for what you're into you're into it it makes you happy and that's the end of the story (laughs) yeah and if you're around people who you have to constantly apologize for into dump them they're toxic don't talk to them unless you're into like i don't know serial killing or something (laughs) like you have a really weird fetish yeah maybe rethink your life choices (laughs) Uh, but other than that just do not apologize um, so one of the other things is uh, Gamergate, I think, was one thing. And even a bigger story than that is just how video games and gamers are portrayed in media. Um, so I find that the media will only ever talk about video games when it has to do with violence. Yep. Arguably, video games are violent, but have you fucking watched Game of Thrones? 
Like, who's talking about that? I'm loving this no swearing. I was like, are you kidding me? It's because I, I can finally be angry about stuff now. It's, it's not all peppy and happy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, have you watched, like, even a Avengers movie or something? Yeah. They kill There's people. There's people dying. Yes, they kill people. I know Batman's all like, I don't kill or whatever. <laughs> like, Captain America has fucking killed Nazis. <laughs> And you're telling me that video games are violent? You're going to talk about, are they too violent? It's literally like Wolfenstein. It's just, it's so ridiculous. And so that portrayal in media is that people watching at home or on the outside looking in are like, oh, video games are violent. And they get all the excuses to put down gamers and to look down upon video games instead of all the good things. It's also that, but like this, this obsession with like family friendly content, like it's just, why does everything have to be family friendly? Like, do you want... To, like, hide our youth from, from growing up, from yeah. accepting that there's stuff like sex, drugs, alcohol, sex, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, at the end of the day, like, what's a gamer to do? Um, like, it's so funny because, like, I've, I've talked to people and they're like, oh, what did you do last night? I'm like, oh, I watched a movie. It was, about like, three hours long. And they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I'll be like, yeah, and then Saturday I played three uh, video games for about three hours and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a waste of time, eh? I'm like, wait a minute. I've I've gotten to the point in my life where... What is the difference? Where if somebody says that to me, like, <coughs> oh, that's such a waste of time. It's like, how is anything I enjoy doing a waste of time? Anything you, can do, you do can be considered a waste of time. You can read a book for three hours. Yeah. It's no different than playing a video game for three hours. You can watch... You can, like, people will go home and binge watch... Orange is the New Black for like eight hours, but like I play when, a video game for three hours and oh, like I've wasted my life. When people say that to me at work, like oh, that's a waste of time. I'm like, you know what's a waste of time? Being at this fucking job I hate. <laughs> um, if you're watching, employer, uh, he apologizes for that. Comment. I definitely don't go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I don't know. It's just like, what's a gamer to do? Again, I think rule number one is never apologize for what you're into. I don't care if it's woodworking, carpentry. Like I don't fucking care. Just like. Be into it, love it, wear it on your sleeve, and surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, secondly, that gaming is headed into a really good place. I think it is becoming more mainstream and more normalized. Uh, we're seeing a, like, a lot more celebrities. Yeah. A lot more athletes, too, playing Fortnite. Like, a lot of NHL players, a lot of NFL players and stuff are getting into it. There's even a big NFL player who's, who's like, obsessed with anime, and he fully admits it. I saw, like, a big thing on Kotaku about it a couple weeks ago. I know ago. who you're talking about. I, yeah. can't, I can't think of who it and is. He, but. And he's like, I'm an anime fan first, football player second. Like, that's awesome. Michael B. Jordan, too. Really? Big movie star. Oh, yeah. He loves he anime. He loves anime, too. Yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian, I think, was talking about anime <laughs> the other day and how much she that's liked it. That's so wild. Which is crazy. So, like, again, these things are becoming normalized. And I like the idea that these popular people are wearing what they like on their sleeve and making themselves vulnerable and not apologizing for what they're into. Yeah. You can be a big, bad NFL player and still love anime. You can be a big, bad NHL player and still love Fortnite. Like, yeah. it, you know, like it just, so honestly, I think that it's heading into a good place. Um, and yeah, I just think that, uh, Oh, and thirdly, one thing I wanted to say was, so I'm touching on Gamergate a little bit. I think that there is a toxic level of fandom inside yeah. gaming Every fan base has toxicity. Like, I've been around hockey fans who are toxic as hell. Like, I've seen guys turn around and be like, oh, shut up. She doesn't know anything about hockey. Meanwhile, she knows more than I do about hockey. And he's looking at me like, right, buddy? And I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? So I think that if you're a gamer watching this, like, just don't feed into the toxicity. There's this, like, uh, mentality to, like, gang up on things these days. But just be positive. Just be accepting. If somebody's not as knowledgeable about a game as you are don't put them down for it you got to accept them 
for who they are and yeah. what they know and then maybe even like just educate them a little bit on it not in a condescending way just be nice to treat everyone like you'd like to be treated that's it at the end of the day so um and it gives gamers a good name i think when you are that nice person and yeah. you're trying to uh, create a community and stuff of like-minded people and you're just nice to each other um i think i don't know at the end of the day i think gaming will be in a better place for it i i think I, like you touched the main thing is just media once the media finds something else to hate on then then we're all good <laughs> well i think at the end of the day they only talk about controversy and that's like the only controversial thing about yeah video like games when a shooting happens or yeah. just something that's like the that. thing like uh, the sh- so the shooting happened in jacksonville and like rest in peace to the people that passed away and the thing that made me most mad was like hey let's not talk about the victims let's not talk about mental health let's not talk about gun laws is are video games too violent and i'm like are you are you stupid like are you actually dumb what oh i i went off on someone about this but it was like it was some big senator in the states talking about video games and yada yada yada. she was like oh i know about video games because my sons play them it's like yeah i'm fucking sure you do know about video (laughs) games when you're ignoring your son and you pass his room for five seconds Look in and say, wow, my son's an idiot for yeah, playing he's this. Yeah, so antisocial. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's talking to 10 people and made yeah. really good friends for life. Literally, yeah. like, you don't know about video games just because yeah. your son plays them. Yeah, that's edu- not how it works. Educate yourself. If, if that's the case, like, your son knows everything about politics. Yeah. Like, and, like, there's no other, like, the media doesn't act the same about other media. Like, I mean, like, that guy read Catcher in the Rye and then immediately went out and killed John Lennon. And it's just like, we didn't ban Catcher in the Rye. We didn't burn books and say books are too violent. Like, it's just, it is what it is. And I, I don't know. People use an excuse and they like to talk about the violence. But they don't talk like to talk about the good stuff in video yeah. games. So that's why we're here. To talk about the good stuff in video games. The lighter side. The lighter side of gaming. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel about video games and where it's going? Have you guys dealt with, uh, you know, that negativity in video games? Comment below with your experiences. We'd love to hear about it. Um, and I think that's it for the podcast today. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to say to our audience uh, of a million people? A million people. Um, I'm kind of glad there's not a million people watching. I feel like <laughs> a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um. So Maybe I, I'm less. happy for our like 40 views once in a <laughs> while. You know, like that's fine with me. Yeah. Um. Last words. <laughs> <laughs> that's my last. Fair word. enough. Thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much. If there's a million people, please subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Please subscribe. Take care, guys. Stay savvy. Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? No. Yeah, it's not a good show. (laughs) What?